good evening to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Good to see each of you this evening, this first uh, Wednesday of Bible study in the new year. And so happy new year to each of you. Thank God that we made it here. Thank God that we are yet uh, able to gather together and study the word of God, worship God together. Yes, it's been a week or so since we la last met, but we've come together tonight uh, to study his word and to worship the Lord God. So good to see each of you on tonight. Happy New Year to all of you. And we thank God for your presence. Who do we have in the new year with us on this evening? Let's see. Good evening to each of you. Faye Foster, good evening to you, Faye. God bless you. Good to see you. Sister Jones, good evening, Sister Jones. God bless you. Good to see you, Nancy Roselle. Usher, Nancy Roselle. Good to see you, Sister Roselle. Kayola Williams, God bless you. Good evening at Alcorn Brave. Good evening, Marilyn Langford. Praying for you, Sister Langford. God bless you as you continue to recover. Linda Stewart, good to see you, Sister Stewart. God bless you. Aggie Duvall is with us on this evening as well. Pat Hobson, good to see you on this evening. Listen, go ahead and share this with your neighbors, with your friends. Let them know that we're starting the new year off in the word of God. We're starting the new year off studying God's word, worshiping together, thanking God together, uh, praising God together. Amen. God is great. And certainly he is greatly to be praised. So go ahead and share with your neighbor and your friends. Push that share button. Don't keep it all to yourselves. Amen. Share it with your neighbor. Share it with your friend invite them to study this word with you because we want to start the new year off together on the right foot. Amen. Listen, Loretta Epps is with us. Juanita Norwood is with us. God bless you. Good to see you. Francis Mack is with us. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Mack. Linda Butler, new members orientation. God bless you. Is represented Mother Sexton. The mothers, are, the mothers are represented. Teresa Green. Sunday school is here. Mothers are here. Ushers are here. Uh, Shirley Owens bereavement is here. Amen. Everybody's here this evening. Sherilyn Harden, Kanita Kitchen, Kanita Kitchen. God bless you. Good to see you. Amen. Otis Roach is in the house. God bless you. Good to see you, Brother Roach. Listen, listen. Um, so as we are gathering, as we are gathering, I wonder, I wonder, let me know what is um everybody's everybody brings in the new year a new a different kind of way. Um I'm wondering what what is your New Year's thing, your New Year's tradition, or your New Year's food? Do you have a particular food uh, menu item that you have to eat for the New Year? Not that we believe in superstition or luck or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's just the tradition of yours. It's just the way that you bring in the New Year. Uh, are there certain foods that you eat? Uh, certain things that you do to bring in the New Year? Share that with us if you don't mind. How do you bring in the New Year? Uh, what foods do you eat or what traditions do you do you have? Amen. Happy New Year to all of you. Doris Alexander, Audrey Samuels, Jean Clark, Shelba Moore, Otis Roach, Sharon Henderson. God bless you. Good to see all of you on tonight. We're talking about New Year. How do you bring in the New Year? Somebody said Black Eyed Peas. Who is that? Francis Matt uh, says Black Eyed Peas. Amen. Amen. Marie Divinity. Marie Divinity said, you bring in the new year with black eyed peas as well. What is your tradition for the new year or what food do you eat? Uh, Nancy Roselle, staying focused. Amen. Staying focused. Linda Wilson says, peas and greens. 
Bless you, Sister Wilson, over there in Alabama. God bless you, peas. Listen, any particular peas and any particular greens, are they mustard greens, turnip greens, or collard greens, or a mixture? Amen. Helen Luster says she's fasting. She brings in the new year by fasting. Amen. Alyssa KTV says black eyed peas and cabbage. Yeah, cabbage greens. Ricky Bailey, cabbage, cabbage greens. All right. All right. So yeah, y'all, y'all bring it in. Y'all bring it in your, your particular way. There was something, listen, there was something on on uh, on and I'll be honest, I had not seen it before. Uh it said on, on the K Chapel uh Facebook page the, the day before, uh it mentioned 12 grapes. Uh, and and some of you all were commenting on that said I never heard of 12 grapes before. <laughs> Listen, everybody has their own thing. Everybody brings in their, their new year's a different kind of way. Um seafood gumbo. Carol Williams said seafood gumbo. All right. All right. Very good. Very good. Listen, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get in, into this into this word. Let's say a uh say our prayers on this evening and get into this word because we've got a good word for for you on tonight let's pray together father in the name of jesus we thank you for this day and for this time together we thank you god for bringing us yes into the new year we thank you lord for uh, your hand of protection we thank you for your grace we bless you oh god for your mercies and Lord, we pray that you would focus us, focus us and settle our hearts, settle our spirits. These first few days into the new year have already presented some challenges. So Lord, focus our hearts, focus our minds, settle our spirits. Let us walk humbly with you as we strive to get closer to you. Lord, we pray that you would bless our efforts, our efforts to get deeper in our relationship with you. Bless our efforts to reflect more of who you are in our lives. Bless our efforts to know and study your word more regularly with more intent more frequency. God, we pray that as we draw closer to you, we trust that you will be true to your word, that you will draw closer to us. Grant it now in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right, all right. <laughs> 12 grapes. Somebody's still on the 12 grapes, uh, TA. Kara Page says the 12 grapes was new to me too. Amen. All right. Uh, listen, so as we are into the new year, I want, I'd like to uh, do a couple of things. One, one, I want to um, get your minds ready. Uh, for February, because in February, we're, uh, you know, it's our tradition to have 28 days of prayer and fasting. And so I want you to really, you know, begin preparing your hearts and your spirits even right now for what we will do in February. 
take January to, to start considering where God wants to take you, where you need to be in your relationship with God. So that as we come up on February, some of that pre-work will, will have already taken place. In other words, the, the soil of your heart will already have been tilled. Um, your mind would have already been conditioned. And so when February comes around, we can jump right into uh, those 28 days of prayer and fasting. So, so start now preparing your heart, praying for uh, renewal, praying for restoration, uh, praying that uh, the will of God would be would be made known in your life uh, more intently, uh, more vividly, um, that you would get revelation from the Lord uh, concerning his will for your life. Let's start that work now. Let's start those prayers now. Uh, that 28 days of prayer and fasting in February would be uh, really a time of great restoration. That word restoration is really resonating in my spirit. I really believe that, that um, God wants to, to restore to us much of what has been depleted in our lives, much of what has been taken, restoring us emotionally, restoring us spiritually, restoring uh, us relationally. Um, there's a passage of scripture that talks about uh, what, the, what the canker worm has taken, what the palmer worm has taken, what the locust has taken, uh, th that the Lord will restore that to us. I'm really, I'm really believing that, that restoration is a work uh, that God through his spirit wants to accomplish uh, during this year. And so I'm praying that, that, that you would be receptive to restoration. I'm praying that you would be open to, uh, to the restorative power of the Holy Spirit working in your life, uh, where you may have felt drained or where you may feel drained, where you may feel robbed, where you may feel that um, depleted, that um, energy may be lost, focus may be lost, uh, your zeal, your get up and go, your pep, <coughs> all of that that you felt you no longer have. I'm praying and believing that this is a season of restoration, that God, God wants to restore unto you that which has been lost. Now hear me, because restoration does not mean replacement. It's two different words. And, and, and I'm not so sure that, that the Lord wants to replace as much as he wants to restore. 
Um, and so we'll, we'll be teaching on that. We'll be leaning into restoration. Uh, we'll be leaning into that season, this season of, of God restoring joy, restoring peace, restoring contentment, uh, restoring strength, um, restoring what what once was uh, with what he wants to bring into your life right now. Not through replacement, but through restoration. We'll teach on that uh, in, in coming, coming weeks. Tonight, what I'd like to do is offer you seven scriptures for the new year. I'd like to offer you seven scriptures as we talk about uh, getting ready for the 28 days of prayer and fasting. I want to offer you seven scriptures that I'd, I'd really uh, encourage you to make a part of your January preparation um, over the next these next few weeks, uh, that these scriptures would be some that you would take to heart, uh, that you would um, meditate upon, uh, that you would read and reread, and that you would allow God to speak to you through them, through his word, um, in preparation uh, for restoration. All right. So let, let's jump in. Let's jump into jump into a few scriptures. Uh, really make this a part of your daily. Uh, I, I don't, I, you know, the new year brings about a lot of, you know, uh, hopefully a lot of good new habits. It's a time to reset. It's a time to reboot. It's a time to uh, think about how you're living your life and how you might live it differently so that you might have some different outcomes. Um, uh, you know, so, so, so use, use this new, these new opportunities, these new moments uh, as an opportunity to really lean into um, how you might do life differently how you might live um, it, it better in accordance uh, with God's word and with God's will for your life. Seven scriptures I, I want to offer to you uh, to meditate on uh, over the course of the next few weeks. First one, Lamentations chapter three. Lamentations chapter three, uh, verses 22 through 24. Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. Uh, here's, some, here's some words that I'd, I'd, I'd really like you to lean into. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. As you start this new year, if you'll keep that up for just a little while, as you start this new year, these words, these words are words that you can really live by. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. 
his compassion or his love never fails. They, the mercies and the love of God, they are new every morning. God's love and God's mercies are renewed morning by morning. And he says, he's faithful to do that. Great is thy faithfulness. So here, here's, here's, here's what I want you to, here's, here's the point that I want you to lean into. That the mercy and the love of the Lord are endless. What God has for you and what you need of God is renewed morning by morning, new mercies every morning. Every single day, God is faithful to give you what you need for that day. Here's, here's the other thing I want you to really begin to take to heart. That every day you wake up, you have been given a new gift from God. Every day is a new gift from the Lord. Now, I don't know what you got for Christmas. I don't know if you got what you wanted. But every day you open your eyes, it's a new gift from God. I mean, think about that. There are people who go to sleep who don't wake up. That's just the honest to God truth. So every day you are given mercy to open your eyes. That is, that is a God-wrapped gift given to you. And the question is, what are you going to do with that day? That gift, that, that gift that he gave to you that day. If, if you are so blessed to open your eyes tomorrow morning, how will you use that gift that day? Because every day, not only is it a day of thanksgiving, but every day is a precious gift from God. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Don't squander it. Don't make light of the fact that you were asleep for five, six, seven, eight hours and you woke up. For five, six, seven, eight hours, you were unconscious. You didn't know what was happening. For five, six, seven, eight hours, you were out of it. And like that, God woke you up. Folks, that's a gift. That's a gift that we should not take for granted. So morning by morning, realize the gift that you've been given every morning. That God woke you up. Every morning that God said, I've got something for you this day that I want to give you, and I've got something that I want you to give to the world. God says, I've got something I want you 
to deposit into someone's life. I've got work yet that I have for you to do, which is why God says, I'm waking you up. All right. So use the gift. Use the gift. Lamentations. Lamentations 3. All right. Next, next passage of scripture. Isaiah 43 and 19. Isaiah 43, verse 19. Isaiah 43, verse 19. Says this. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now, for those of you who know me as a preacher, as a, as a teacher, you know that, that I'm not one to, uh, to start, you know, each year, uh, you know, saying this is the year of this, and this is the year of that, and and the Lord is going to do this, and this is your this is your breakthrough, this is your turnaround. It, and that's just not how the Lord has dealt with me. Okay, <laughs> and so I'm sorry to disappoint you if you've been waiting for me to get there. I probably never will get there. It's just not it's just not how I flow. It's not how the Lord flows with me. Okay. Um. But there is there. I want to be clear um, that there is reason. There is reason to have expectation. Yeah. There, there is, there is hope that we express. When we when we when we make such such declarations, I think it's more of a more of a, a, a an expression of hope. I hope that this is the year of turnaround, and I hope that this is the year of breakthrough. I hope this is the year. Yeah, this scripture. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Is God speaking to his children, the children of Israel, who are at this point in Babylonian capt captivity? And God is making a promise to his people, saying to them that where you are right now, you will not always be. And folks, I got a hope. I got to believe. That at some point, God says the same thing to us. That where we are, what we've, what we've experienced, what we're going through, that that's not going to always be. Behold, he says, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. He asked the question, do you not perceive it? So here's. Here's what I want to suggest. That whatever God wants to do in the world, in our community, in our home, all of that 
we leave up to God. But what God wants to do with us personally and individually, we have a part to play in that. When God says, behold, I am doing a new thing, I think each of us personally, individually, should ask the question, what does God want to do new in my life? What does God want to do new with me? Where does God want to bring me in a new space, in a new place in my relationship with him? See, because I don't believe that God wants us to stay stagnant in our relationship. I don't believe that God wants us to stay stuck and stagnant in where we are in our relationship with him, but that God always wants to bring us closer, draw us closer, bring us deeper into relationship with him. So when he says, behold, I'm doing a new thing, the question I must ask, and the question that I hope that you ask yourself is, what does God, what new thing does God want to do in my life? And watch this. And am I spiritually sensitive enough? Are my eyes spiritually open? Are my ears spiritually open to perceive it? Do you not perceive it? Am I sensitive to the promptings, the movements of the Holy Spirit? of what God wants to do, where God wants to take me, where God wants to draw me. Am I hearing what the Lord wants to do in my life? And am I willing, watch this, am I willing to go and to grow? Behold, I am doing a new thing. Am I open as an individual for God to do something new in my life? Or have I closed off and closed up and said, this is all I know of God and I'm good with that. This is where I am with God and I don't wanna go any further. God says, I'm doing a new thing. Do you perceive it? Do you sense it? Can you?" feel the promptings and the urgings and, and the invitation that I'm extending to you for this new thing to be done. And, and, and so in this new thing being done, uh, you, you might have a new level of faith. You might have a new experience of peace. You might have a new uh, level of joy, new contentment, new, 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 new hope, new, new love, new, And here's the great promise, y'all, because I hear somebody saying right now, no, I, I'm, I'm as far as I can be. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can go much deeper. Here it is. Here's what the Lord says. He says, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. See, so, so, so for us, for you, for us, for you, for, for those of you who may believe uh, that 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 growing anymore is is too difficult. 
He says, yep, I can do it. I'll make a way in the wilderness. I'll make rivers in the desert. And here's what you need to know. When God says he's making rivers in the desert, remember this is the same God who made dry land in a Red Sea. Remember, he parted the Red Sea and caused the children of Israel to cross on dry land. So if God can cause dry land in the middle of a sea, he's the same God who can bring wetland in the middle of a desert. In other words, in other words, it's not too hard for God. He said, I can bring rivers in the desert. I can bring dry land in the middle of a sea. That's the God we serve. And if God wants to do something new in my life, the God who can do that can do this. The God who can change that can change this. The God who can fix that can fix this. The God who can open that door can open this door. Are you hearing? All right. Scripture number three, scripture number three. Philippians, Philippians chapter four, Philippians chapter four, verses four through seven, Philippians four, verses four through seven. says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is a scripture again. These are scriptures that I, I hope that you will meditate on, that you will read over and over again over the course of the next few weeks. And this passage is one that says to us in a nutshell that we ought to be assured and not be anxious about anything, that we should rest in the sovereign power and ability of our God to give us everything we need. He says, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Here's the point of it all. Be assured and every day take joy in the faithful and present power of God. God is faithful. God is present. And God has all power to give you what you need so that you should not live an anxiety-ridden life. I need to talk to someone right now who, who lives in worry, who lives in anxiety, 
who lives in stress. Here, here is your word. Be anxious for nothing. That's God's word for you. God wants you to wake up every day anxious free. God wants you to wake up every day resting in who he is, resting in what he provides. Be anxious about nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request talk to God about it. He says, God says, I don't want you waking up feeling stress. I don't want you going through your day being anxious about this, that, and the other. How is this going to happen? What if this happens? I don't know how this is going to work out. God says, no, nah, that's not how I want you to live. God says, I want you to live resting in who I am and in what I provide. He says, and as you pray about it, as you give it over to me, he says, the peace of God that passes all under, or surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Listen, God says the things that you stress about that cause your mind to wonder and worry, that cause you stress and anxiety, God says, I've got a peace that will pass all understanding and he says, I will guard your heart and your mind so that you're not living in anxiety. So you're not living in stress. That's what you've been given morning by morning as a believer. See, this is what God gives us when he says it's renewed morning by morning. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies are renewed each and every morning. Every morning, God gives us what you need, gives you what you need so you don't have to live in worry. So here's what I want you to start doing. Every morning, give yourself give your mind and give your time to God. Every morning, give yourself, give your mind and give your time to God. And in doing that, believe then that the God of all time <laughs> will do in time that which you need. The God 
of all time, who created time, will in time give to you and do for you and have for you what you need to make it through that moment. God will guard your heart, guard your mind, so that you are not living in anxiety. Are you hearing me? All right. All right. Let me hurry through these next four. Proverbs, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Uh, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will he will make straight your paths. Right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Here's the point. Here's the point. Again, scripture that I want you to lean into each and every day over the next few weeks. Completely trust God in everything. Now, listen, I know you know this scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That's a good King James Version. For those of you who are King James Version readers, King, King, King James Version readers. Um, here's what we miss oftentimes when we quote that scripture. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. We miss that word all. We get trust. We get the Lord. We get heart. But go back and pick up that word all. Because what's being what we're being challenged to do here is to not just trust God, but to trust God completely completely trust God in and with everything. Completely trust God in and with everything. If that too, everything, that, that too, everything. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That, that, that's complete trust in the Lord for everything, with everything. In every situation, in every circumstance, with every issue, regarding every concern, every problem, Every question, every decision, trust in the Lord with all your heart and trust that God will then give you the wisdom, the direction, the guidance, and the strength that you need for that thing. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. He will direct your path. He will show you what to do. He will tell you what to do. He will point to you which way to go. Trust God completely in everything and with everything, and God will direct your path. 
Number five. Number five. Number five. Second Corinthians 12 and 10. Second Corinthians 12 and 10. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I I said to you a few, few points ago that I'm not that preacher who says that this is your year and this is the year of breakthrough, this, that, and the other. And here's why, because I simply don't believe that every year is going to be your best year. <laughs> I just don't think every year is going to be your best year. Some years are going to be hard years, y'all. Just is. Every year can be your harvest. Some years you got to plant. Talk to me if you can. Every year, every year can't be the year of abundance. Some year you got to give. Oh, y'all not going to like the, the, I mean, that's just practical, right? Every year can't be the year of, of breakthrough, right? Some, some years, some years just got to be the year of, hold on of maintain right um and there 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 are some days that are going to be sunshine there's some days that are going to be full of joy full of celebration full of happiness and there's some days that are going to be full of rain Full of calamity, full of darkness. Here's the point, y'all. That when bad days come, and they will, and when you are at your weakest, this passage of scripture says that God's strength is perfected in our weakness. It's when we are at our lowest that God is near, closer than he's ever been. Yeah. So my prayer for you is that you would be content in those moments knowing that in those dark moments, in those trying days, in those challenging seasons, when you are at your weakest, that God's strength is being manifested in your life. God will get you through it. There's a song, there's a song. Um, it's been out a couple of years, actually, but I, I'm, I'm just now uh, really being privy to it. It's a song by Jonathan McReynolds that says, God is good. God is good. And it, it really is a, it really is a blessing. It's a prayer. Uh, it says, may your struggles keep you near the cross. Um, you go, I wish I, I, I should have gotten the lyrics, but uh, may your struggles keep you near the cross. May your uh, 
bad days prove that God is good. It, it, there, there's several several paths, several lines to it, but you should you should you should look that up. That that song is so ministering to me right now, and I believe it will minister to you because what it what it really is saying. And I I want to keep going because I think I'll mess the words up worse than I already have. But the essence of the song is, the prayer is that the struggles that we're going through will prove the awesomeness of God, will verify the sovereignness and the, the, the power of God, the goodness of God in our lives. And so the prayer is that we would not just focus on on the bad day itself but that we would focus on the fact that in the bad moments that god is good in that that it's an opportunity where god proves himself proves his faithfulness proves his goodness proves his nearness to us and that that our whole lives would prove that that God is good. If you don't know that song, look, look that one up. I pray that it blesses you. Jonathan McReynolds, God is good. Oh wow, bless you. <laughs> somebody just somebody just texted to me. Bless you. Here, here are the words. I, 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 I this is why I love y'all. Uh, may your struggles keep you near the cross. May your troubles show that you need God. May your battles end the way they should, and may your bad days prove that God is good. May your whole life prove that God is good. And that's all it is. May your struggles need, keep you near the cross. May your troubles show that you need God. May your battles end the way they should. May your bad days prove that God is good. Amen. May your bad days prove that God is good. I'm sorry that I that I that I have the screen. I actually have this, and I see TA has it on. I I have the screen off TA, so my my apologies. I was looking at my notes and not the screen, so I didn't even see that you have the uh you have the notes up. Bless you, man. I appreciate you, y'all. Everybody just knows what I what I need. Bless y'all. That's why we got a good team. Good team. Uh, listen, let me get to these last uh, these last two. First Chronicles sixteen and eleven. First Chronicles sixteen and eleven. Um, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually. Here's the point. Here it is quickly. Get closer to God daily because it is a daily journey. Seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually. That means, listen, every day, you need to do something to get closer to God, whether it's reading your Bible, whether it's starting your day with, with meditation or, or with a great song like this that just prepares your heart, prepares your mind. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence daily. Each day, each day, take another step in your devotion, in your prayer life, in your worship, and in your service. Each day. Take another step in your devotion, in your prayer life, in your worship, and in your service. Each day, take another step. 
in your devotion, your prayer life, your worship, and your service. And that is how you seek the Lord and his presence continually. Every day, pray to God. Every day, do some meditation. Every day, do something good for somebody else. Every day, every day, worship God, whether it's at work or at home. Do something that says, Lord, I love you. Open your mouth, declare it with your mouth, declare it in your heart. Lord, I love you. Seek his strength and his presence continually. Finally, here we are. Last thing, last scripture, Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six, uh, verses 12 and 13. Ephesians six, verses 12 and 13. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces, forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Here it is, y'all. And here's something that I need. You good believers, us good believers, and us good Baptist believers <laughs> to really lean into. Because I, I really believe, I'm going to say this, I really believe as Baptists, um, we probably don't lean into this as much as we should. And that is understanding. Understanding the spiritual dimension to life itself. Baptists are real practical. It's part of it's it's kind of in our doctrine. I mean, we we're just kind of practical with a lot of things. And because of that, we miss um really leaning into the reality of the spiritual realm and the spiritual world. And here's what I need us as believers to do and recognize. The spiritual world is at play in our lives each and every day. It's not just practical. It's not just natural. It's supernatural. There's spiritual, there's, there's a spiritual world at play each and every day. Behind the natural, there is the spiritual. Behind what you can see is what you can't see. And that's why you need spiritual eyes to see and spiritual ears to hear. And when you develop your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears, and when they get sensitive, you will start seeing and hearing what you can't see and hear in the natural. What does all that mean? It means this. Folks, you have to know that there is a spiritual enemy who is fighting against you each and every day. It's not just natural. It's spiritual, folks. There is a spiritual enemy, the devil, Satan, who is fighting against you each and every day. Day. And it's real. 
The fight is real. He ain't playing. And some of us have been. Some of us have been thinking that we can just live our lives in a way of believing God, but not believing that there's a devil. There is a devil that's after you. And he means business. And he will do whatever he can to create and cause havoc in your life. Whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, relational, academic, social, the enemy is real. And this scripture helps us to keep in mind and in focus where the fight is. Because here's what we do. We like to keep it in the natural. And Paul says, your fight is not with flesh and blood. Your fight is with principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness, in high places, and you got to take the fight where it is. I'm trying to help somebody this, this new year. You've been fighting in the natural, folks, and it's time for you to start fighting in the spiritual. You've been doing everything natural that you know to do. Great. You've been, you've been, you've been trying to have uh, reasonable uh, conversations with people and, and have logical uh, explanations and conversations to get them to reason with you and it just does not happen, that's because it's spiritual. You've been trying to do in the natural things for your body and that's great, you need to. You need to follow your doctor's uh, uh, prescriptions that are being written and, and follow the regimens that he or she prescribes, that's great, but you need to understand there's some spiritual, there's some spiritual applications that you need to start, some spiritual regimens that you need to start applying. It's not just natural. It's not, somebody, somebody hear me, it's not just natural spiritual wickedness in high places, rulers, authorities against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And so Paul says, take up the whole armor of God, right? Don't take for granted Don't take for granted that what you're dealing with is just some natural stuff. You got to open your spiritual eyes and see that there's a spiritual world behind people. I say it all the time. Stop fighting personalities and start fighting principalities. You're, you're, you're upset with people. And, you, and you're not seeing the principality behind the personality. 
pray daily arm yourself with the full armor of god putting on the breastplate of righteousness y'all know the pieces the helmet of salvation taking the sword of the spirit having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel right put on the whole armor of god why because it's a spiritual fight folks and some of us have been going into warfare without any armor on. So if I could get a little uh, uh, Pentecostal right now, put your war clothes on. Put your war clothes on because you are in a fight and it's not just natural. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. All right, folks. I pray that that blesses you. I pray that that gets you in the right frame of mind for this new year. Those seven passages I want you to focus on and, and meditate on over the course of the next few weeks in preparation for 28 days of prayer and fasting uh, during the month of February. We will get started in February for this uh, great time of restoration. So prepare your hearts prepare your minds now. Amen. God bless you all. Love you all. Happy New Year to each of you. Thank you for sharing uh, this teaching with your neighbors and your friends. Uh, let's press into the word, y'all. Let's press into the word. Let's press into the word. Put your war clothes on. Uh, let's, let's, let's recognize it's, we're in a fight, folks. It's a spiritual fight. And it ain't for the faint at heart. It ain't for the faint at heart. We got to, we got to, we got to fight. Fight a good fight. Be be a good soldier. Uh, quit quit. Yeah, let's 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 go fight, y'all. Let's go fight. Let's fight the enemy. Let, let's. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it with the Lord on our side. Let's do it. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for these words, for the truth of your scripture. We pray, oh God, that these scriptures and more that we read over the course of this year would be made flesh, not just words that we read, not just scriptures that we hear, but that they would be life principles that we go and live and do. So we're not hearers of the word, but doers also. Blessed, oh God presence and power of your spirit empower us to be more like you to see the new thing that you want to do in our lives and to perceive it and to receive it god bless us strengthen us to do your blessed will we thank you we love you we worship you in jesus name and for his sake we pray amen and amen. God bless you all. We love you. We're going to see you Sunday. Sunday, y'all. Let's pack the house again. Uh, let's lean into this new year. God, uh, God is up to something. I don't know all that he's going to do, but I'm excited about it as he restores unto us. See you all Sunday. God bless you.